Our sermon text for this morning is taken from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Pastor, we'd like to meet with you to talk about baptizing our baby. That was the message that was left on our answering machine and our church in Radcliffe, Kentucky, 22 years ago. It was a brand new mission start at Fort, near Fort Knox. Jared was the dad who had left that message on the answering machine. He and his wife Katie brought their daughter Madison to the church to be baptized. Jared and Katie then took my adult confirmation classes. Jared had grown up Lutheran in another Lutheran synod, but Katie had never gone to church while she was growing up, and she said that I was her first real pastor. Over these past 22 years, Jared and Katie, along with their three daughters, have moved 15 times with the military. And each time, they look to find a place to live where there is a Wells Church an hour one way to go to worship. Jared is now a colonel, and when he was serving in, at West Point teaching the cadets, he and Katie invited the cadets into their home to worship, that they had set up an altar and a makeshift worship space in the living room for the cadets to worship with them as they watched or listened to a worship service and a sermon. In May... I attended my first ever graduation service at Martin Luther College, our worker training school for our church body. 22 years after pouring water and word over Madison's head, I was able to watch her walk the stage to receive her teaching degree. Who could have imagined that all of this would happen with a message on an answering machine? God will do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. The Wisconsin Synod has created a new initiative to start 100 new start mission churches like Faith in Radcliffe, Kentucky over the next 10 years. That's 10 new dots on the map in North America in the next 10 years from 2023 to 2033. In addition, we want to start 75 enhancements. An enhancement is a, an established congregation like this one that wants to do a new outreach program, like a school chaplain, and so it will, the Board for Omissions will fund that enhancement for three years. This is an aggressive plan. It, to some, it can seem unachievable, and there certainly are a lot of questions. Can our synod do this? Do we have enough money to do this? Where are we going to get enough pastors to fill the pulpits of 100 new churches? Why are we looking to start new churches when so many of our existing churches are dying? The task seems daunting, unachievable, intimidating. And what is our natural reaction when we see something that is overwhelming? We freeze in place. We get down into the fetal position. We become paralyzed with fear. We lash out at those who are posing such a difficult task. We often shrink and shirk when things become difficult. We oppose the negative initiative because we're being practical, pragmatic, reasonable, realistic. 
But let's face it, we often just hide behind words like that. Because the easiest thing to do is to just keep on doing whatever we're doing. And if we look at our church body over the last few decades, has what we've been doing been working? Or is it time to do something different, something more difficult, to, do, to challenge ourselves, to achieve something immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine so that its accomplishment could only possibly happen through the almighty power of the Lord. You know me. I'm not a deep thinker. I'm not a great planner. I'm a doer, a worker. To my wife's chagrin on vacation, I always have to be doing something. As pastor, I'm always working on something, moving forward on something, and admittedly, it may not always be the best way or the right thing. But I live by the motto, I'd rather do, I prefer my way of doing something than your way of doing nothing. And God wants us to do something. And what is that something? Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. That's a big something. So don't forget the words that Jesus spoke right before that commission. He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. This is the one with authority who can go into all the nations to bring up new starts in this nation. He is the one with all authority. The one with commanded the wind and the waves, quiet, be still. The one with authority who told the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat and walk. The one with authority who called to dead Lazarus in the tomb, come out. Jesus has all authority. He is the one who defeated death by dying, who crushed the ancient serpent's head by allowing that serpent to strike his heel, who conquered the grave by rising from the grave, who announced his victory over hell by descending into hell. And this is the same authoritative Jesus who is commissioning us. This is the one who sits in heaven on his throne at God the Father's right hand who is ruling for the good of his Christian church on earth. And this is the one who equips us for doing mission work in Racine, Caledonia, in our southeastern Wisconsin district, in North America and beyond. This 110 initiative is aggressively and confidently doing the mission work that Jesus Christ calls us to do to tell more people in our nation about the one who was born, lived, died, rose, ascended, and now rules. This is an overwhelming task. And when an overwhelming task, what do you do? Well, you break it into smaller, manageable pieces. Ten new starts every year for ten years seems like a lot, and yet... Our board for home missions in our Wisconsin Senate is already starting six new starts every year. This would be just four more. And our southeastern Wisconsin district, of which I am the chairman of our district mission board, we're planning on bringing two new starts to the board for home missions in 2024. Another good question is, where are we going to get the manpower for all of these new starts? 
well, pre-seminary enrollment at Martin Luther College and class sizes at Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary are some of the largest that we've seen in a while. But we still need more pastors and teachers. And at Water of Life currently, we have three of our students at Martin Luther College and Wisconsin Lutheran College training to become synod teachers. Presently, we have seven of our students at Shoreland Lutheran High School who are considering going on to Martin Luther College to become a pastor and teachers. In two weeks, I'll be taking six of our eighth graders with me to visit shut-ins. Two of them are considering becoming pastors, but all six of them are considering becoming teachers. Now imagine if our young people and the young people in other Wells churches are encouraged by their parents, pastors, the people in the pews to become public ministers. Imagine these young people getting excited about all of these outreach initiatives that they see happening in the next 10 years. Perhaps this is the impetus for them to be involved. Because if you know anything about today's generation of young people, you know they don't want to just belong to something. They want to do something. And God is certainly giving them the opportunity to do. God will do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine. Perhaps we are overwhelmed with a 110 initiative because our prayers are too small. God is inviting us to have big requests to be persistent in your prayers, like the widow in the parable of the unjust judge. To be confident in your big prayers, like aged St. John encourages. This is the confidence that we have before God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. To wrestle with God in your prayers, like Jacob. Martin Luther once said, Imagine that there is the richest ruler in the world and he finds a beggar and he says, you can have anything you want in the world. He asks for nothing more than a ladle of soup. Will not that rich ruler be offended? Luther makes the point that we insult God when he promises us inexpressible riches and all we ask for is a lousy piece of bread. Luther is saying that so much of our prayers are only bread prayers. That it is time to ask the king of the universe for more. So what is that big prayer that God is inviting us to pray? St. Paul gives us an example in the verse prior to our sermon text. I pray that you would be able to comprehend, along with all the saints, how wide and long and high and deep Christ's love is. Stone-wearing predators that are out there looking to harm us and our children. And so we need to have a faith to protect those children. And you can have a 5,000-watt faith. And yet, if it's not plugged into a source that works, if that outlet doesn't work, your faith doesn't work. Your 5,000-watt faith doesn't shine. But if you have faith as small as a 15-watt bulb, and you're in the darkest room possible, and yet you are plugged into a power source that works, that 15-watt bulb, it shines brightly in that dark room. And so 
if you're looking to increase the wattage of your faith for protecting and preserving yourself and your children, you just need to plug into the right outlet. And that outlet is Jesus. And that's what we do here week to week. We plug into Jesus. Have you ever thought about why we sit the way we do in our sanctuary, that we don't sit in a circle looking at each other? Instead, we sit the way you do so that you are looking forward to the altar, the symbol of God's presence, that he is here with you. You sit here in the sanctuary looking forward at the stained glass window, remembering that Jesus is your good shepherd who laid down his life for you, that you as adults are the sheep gathered around his feet. Little ones, you are the lambs that are in his arms for safekeeping. And he gives you that promise that's there as well. If you're in Jesus' hands, no one and nothing can snatch you out of his hands. You see the font where instead of Jesus drowning us because we have a millstone around our necks, he takes that millstone away from us. He puts it on himself. Instead, he does still drown you, but he drowns your sinful nature in those baptismal waters. There at the altar. God doesn't demand that you come forward in service to him. Instead, he comes in service to you as he serves you with his own son's body and blood that is really present in that bread and wine for new life and forgiveness and salvation. You see, the processional cross where you don't come with a strong faith in tossing around mulberry trees. Instead, you have faith in the strong one who put himself up on that cross, was crucified for you, so that through his crucifixion he could step down and crush the head of the strong one and bind him up forever in hell. Jesus rightly warns, watch yourselves. Brothers and sisters, the roaring lion of Satan, the coyotes of the world, and the demonic pack of dogs of this world, are after you and your children, but especially after your children. But you are God's designated defense against these predators. I encourage you, all of heaven urges you. Jesus Christ gives you the calling. Stand up for these little ones. Do what is right, not what is fashionable or easy or expedient. Connect yourself and connect them to their savior. Put them into the arms of their shepherd for safekeeping. Grow their childlike mustard seed faith. Avoid leaving them ever unprotected. Give them that faith in Jesus, even if it is that small as a mustard seed in Jesus Christ. That small faith is enough to give them repentance, even if they commit the same sin seven times against you in the same day. That Seed of faith that is strong enough to allow them to forgive you and others when they are sinned against seven times in the same day. A faith that is strong enough to serve their Lord and Savior. Yes, Jesus may sound harsh when he is talking about millstones and mustard seeds, but that just shows his passion. He is passionate. He is serious about little ones. We cannot leave them alone. So exercise Jesus' almighty power by continually to pray, Lord, increase our faith. Amen. Please rise.
We hear the words of St. Paul to the Thessalonians and us. We are always praying for you that our God will make you worthy of your calling and use his power to fulfill every good desire and work of your faith so that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him. Amen.